Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China-based strategic market research company founded in 2010. My name is David Amerschläger. I am a psychologist and I am the head of psychology at Qinghu Clinic. I am also an executive coach and a member of the Shanghai International um, Mental Health Association and the British Psychological Society. And I am very happy to be here tonight. What conflict management techniques exist that can be applied in a crisis situation? There are many models in conflict management. I'm not going to go into these specific models because that would be really a long discussion. Um, there is a lot of training and coaching out there as well. And in the end, it's important to adapt, I think, the right response to the specific situation, the culture of the people, uh, the organizational setting and, and each person's personality. So there is no easy answer to that, basically. Uh, most of these models analyze individual or collective responses to conflict. And these include options like inaction, withdrawal, capitulation, domination through physical or psychological means, um, the clarification of goals, involvement of stakeholders, negotiation, mediation. I mean, there's so much that you can that you can find, uh, and, and and that's more or less in all these, well, more or less complicated models. Mm. At the individual level, I would say um, opposing behaviors of the two parties are split between cooperation and assertiveness, and um, that's actually fundamentally the question how much you accept to, to bear uh, of a specific behavior uh, and what I what, what I have uh, seen in my practice is that often it's the same person or the same people that take onto their shoulders uh, the blame or the, the whole pressure and that can also again uh, create frustration low self-esteem feeling loss of control over one's life and um, meaninglessness or something like that. So in terms of solutions, uh, what I would like to point out here is the need for trust. Uh, and it is important that uh, people trust each other, but it's also important that you honor this trust. That means that whenever your manager, for example, is trusting you, you have to show him and to, 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 to prove that you're able to satisfy this trust. At least that you are, even if the result is not there, that you actually did everything that you could to, um, to achieve this result. If you're not able to trust uh, and the other person is um, not able to, to, to give proof of this trust, um, then it can also make later conflict resolution uh, more difficult and and that's true for the opposite way if there is this trust later conflict can be more easily solved and there's psychological research that show for example that if you put together uh, two teams one team that is made of friends that know each other quite well and another team of complete strangers uh, the team made up by friends performs best by far in a crisis situation Whereas the, the team of strangers is uh, much slower in the, in the crisis resolution and usually comes up with less 
performant ideas, less innovative uh, things, more consensual things. And the team performed even worse and even sometimes counterproductively if the team was made up by people who had preconceptions about the other people in the team. Um, preconception that is like biases, I don't know, if you put an international team together and people will say, ah, oh, the Italians are the, like this, ah, oh, the Chinese are like that, and the Indians anyway always do this and so on. So if you have these preconceptions, this is totally counterproductive. You, you have to be open-minded, tolerant, and to like go into this without any assumption about the other people, because in the end you will actually have no idea, right? And, and that there's no subjective interpretation of what is happening within the team. If you look, if you ask uh, teams and many people uh, in the teams will say that they have good relationship uh, with their colleagues. But the question here is really the trust and the ability to correctly understand each other's reaction. That means the, our relationship and the ability to reduce conflict is dependent on our ability to truly understand each other. Uh, and communication here is important, but not sufficient. Because if we're not empathizing with the people that we're talking to and that are around us, we experience uh, immediately a certain disconnection. And in the end, we will have what is called egocentricity. Egocentricity is different from selfishness. Egocentricity means that you project your own feelings, your own um, expectations on the other people and you think that everybody will react just like you would react uh, in, in, in their situation, which is actually not, not true. Many people um, uh, react differently and they have sound reasons to do that. Even if you're not necessarily understanding them right now, they have their own reasons, which you might ignore, to react in this way. And that's one of the bases of empathy. I would say, um, even especially if, if you have a conflict with somebody and the other person's point of view seems completely absurd, completely incomprehensible, then actually there might be even more reasons uh, for trying to understand the other person because that means that if there is no rational way for that person to have this stance Maybe there is some emotional reasons for this position and and maybe if there is some emotional reasons for this person to behave in this way then maybe there is some underlying frustration and um, other things that have never been said before and that actually might have a huge impact on the team's performance over time. So mutually uh, understanding each other and uh, having active empathy is the key here for conflict resolution. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email dx at dashwayconsulting.com.